0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the chief of serial and sigilite of the FLG, Nikki D. Cannon, the flannel fan and producer extraordinaire, and I'm Seth the Mad Duck, your competitive correspondent. How has everyone been doing? Dude,
1: I like it. I like that Nikki D. is becoming the flannel. fan i love it i love it by the way guys sorry for the the raspy hoarse voice i was working at the lone star open all weekend long and yeah i do sound like i'm in the mafia so yes chat I, I am sorry this is just what i'm gonna have to roll with uh for a little just, while it's actually it, way closure, better.
0: yeah close your eyes guys and just imagine
1: it's reese <laughs> right i just either the longer you have this job the more you just become reese yeah guys uh if you're listening to our podcast please consider watching us live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time you get to be part of chat and of course see the cool visual elements like this check this out guys this is my hobby progress yes i was working the lone star oh. open but i still managed to get some hobby time in there's a core for my guard yeah, uh, manicord's pretty good guys. It's pretty good. It was my MVP in uh, our last little uh, game I had against Joe of Wargames Live. I I really really like this and uh, there you go. You see, do you, do you guys name your tanks or your big vehicles? Is that a thing, or is it just me? Am I geeky for doing that? I think that? it's a guard thing. It's a guard thing. Okay. So this manacore is is, is 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 lovingly named Big Shot because it <laughs> fires. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. No,
0: I mean, actually, like the Death Strike should be Big Shot, right? Well,
1: I don't have a Death Strike,
0: and I don't really. But want that would be Big Shot. That,
1: that would be that would be Big Shot. That would be big. maybe this is Big Shots because like four giant. Missiles I'm thinking like that. Fat Boy and Little Man kind of thing. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, Nikki D. I, I know that you're not doing the best, but I have to ask you, do you name your demons because you run these giant monsters? Are you just calling them the Great and Clean and Bellicor? Or do you have like a fun name for them? You mean like uh,
2: this guy? This guy that I've been painting since last oh, week? Oh,
1: whoa, what is that? That's beautiful. I-
2: it's a great and clean one. It is a um, great. Painting okay. up and painting up in my my slap chop scheme for for my Nurgle demons. Uh, w- was hoping to get it done today, but was was feeling a little bit under the weather, so did not get 100% of the model completed. I'm hoping to do that tomorrow, and then uh, this weekend I'll be moving on to some other models. But um, I, I don't give them nicknames. They're, oh, they're well, little...
0: it's probably because you can't pronounce the real name. Yeah. The think, human tongue exactly is not
2: meant thinking. to handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, that's it's the too reason. Many letters and too many things that we, you yeah. know, mortals can't understand. Having that part said, yeah, just uh,
0: looking at the the name on a piece of paper makes your skin crawl.
1: My
2: gosh, Jesus! Yeah. All right. gurgle <laughs> <Especially this laughs> because you know, like diseases and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that would be.
1: Well, he's looking good. I, I, like, I like what you're doing, man. And that's impressive because I know you are a little under the weather, yet you still are dedicated to uh, the effort and, uh, you know, painting and hobbing along. So well done, man. Did you get to do anything else this past week? Because you weren't at Lone Star with Seth and I.
2: No, I was not. I watched a lot of uh, Lone Star Open on uh, War Games Live with, with Joe. So that was really great. Uh, I did that. And then I did go see Mission Impossible Dead oh, nice. Reckoning Part 1.
1: Yes, good uh, or bad? What very- do we think?
2: I, I liked it. I liked Fallout, the, the prior one, better. Uh, partially because Henry Cavill is just such a fantastic <laughs> villain in it. <laughs> Whereas just the, the, the villain in this film is AI, basically. So you can't really put a face and name to it, that sort of thing. Uh, some of the action was really cool. It was definitely worth my three hours of going and seeing it in a theater. Uh, but I was one of very few people in the, in the theater not wearing pink. And there to see Barbie. Very cool, Uh,
1: Seth. What have you been up to? I mean, I know I saw you in Texas. Yeah, Yeah, No, I uh,
2: I was
0: at LSO, so I uh, I didn't get much hobby progress done because I was getting ready for that, and then I I uh, came back and honestly, just you know, caught up on sleep and work, and uh, so I haven't done much hobby progress. I've been doing some some list iterations, just messing around with future list ideas for. Uh, the next iteration of the orcs, but I'm not quite sure where that's going to end up yet. You know, I got to get some practice games in, you know, get a feel for it. Um, but yeah, that's where I've been at kicker. Do you want to kind of take us into what's been happening on the industry
1: side of things? Let's do this. Let's do this guys. All right. So first off, we've got rules for more legend units. So, you know, some legends are, some units are are going the way of the legends and uh probably some legends not- never die. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is, it is a, it is a bit, uh, sad to see this happen but you know at the same time there's always new models being added to the to the army so some models have to to, to, to be let go uh, we also like um, like Seth. Well, first of all Seth was there anything that's going into the legends that you know is near and dear to your heart that you're sad to see you know no uh, nothing
0: new that? for the orcs going into legends but I was interested to see that they, they produce some rules for some some really older kind of out of production for old stuff we haven't seen around for a while so that's kind of exciting just because like I have like uh, I'll lift a wagon and And it'll be cool to just like throw that on the table and and have that fun.
1: And to be clear, guys, legend units are still fine for your casual gameplay and whatnot at your home. It's just at, you know, a frontline gaming event, a competitive frontline gaming event, uh, it would not be allowed as well as a competitive event for, for, for most other organizers uh we also know that i guess let's just call what they are firstborn marines that's what, you know that that's the the term we use firstborn marines they're going uh, bye bye seth do you want to explain this a little bit
0: yeah so they announced uh, a number of kits that they're going to be uh, essentially kind of retiring they went kind of i don't know if they're officially on last chance to buy on the website yet but they basically let everyone know that um in the near future these are going to no longer be in production um and that kind of fits with i think they had put the roadmap out for uh, codexes and Marines is coming sometime in the summer or fall. Um, and they're, like Marines by far have the most data sheets in their their codex. So it makes sense that if they're going to keep adding new things to that codex, eventually they've got to get to a point where they stop, uh, you know, keeping everything around and letting some things go. And, um, you know, I know some people in the community were kind of, you know, upset to see some of the firstborn go away. But uh, actually John Quinnell pointed out that it's been, almost eight years since GWS produced a quote, first born kit. Yeah. Um, so I, it's been a long time since they've yeah. been, they produced anything for, for that scale and that, that era of Marines. So and, and you just
1: right to see those. the scale, the scale is different, mm-hmm. right? It's a different scale yeah. the, the, the the, you know, I, I got to say, we should probably all pour one out for him. I mean, my beloved sniper scouts, they're, they're, they're gone. They're not going to be there anymore. So, so oh, we're going to, oh, uh, Nikki D uh, might, might have some more, you know, models of himself he plays our he's our space marine player on the show he might have a model or two that he's going to miss but uh I, mean, I have a space marine army but it's a painting project I, yeah i don't
2: really have that i don't really have that many space marines that i'm worried about myself i have some scouts from eighth edition when they were good for building the battalion but aside from that, that not, yeah. not because because I, I more or less started end of seventh early eighth so eighth edition is when they introduce Primaris. So a lot of the Space Marine stuff I have is Primaris, anyways.
1: Well, cool, cool. It, it, you know, guys. Once again, some, you know, some people will be a little upset, but well, you know, we move on. We get a bunch of new models in the in the mm-hmm. pipeline. Let's talk about something really exciting. This happened today. Today, yep. this morning, the new Index FAQ dropped. Not crazy over the top guys this was just a very Mm light-handed touch to address very obvious things more updates will come you know future this was more just a a quick um literally i i believe gw said to fix typos and and just little mistakes that were never intended to be uh interpreted that way so uh the biggest one i think would be the gsc one the gene so they got they got
0: a few touches mainly that they they have to come in within three inches of their their blips do the whole daisy chain thing yep. which was, and you know, their like, bikes can only do the mortal wound uh bombs once per per battle round so not you know jumping around throwing it three four eldar had a either. few
1: things as well which hopefully but not not yeah. enough to nothing like, nothing, nothing crazy this was
0: really not balanced this was just like like i obviously i'm looking from orc perspective and it's like the death killer war trike was a model for it was an orc character and uh it didn't have the character keyword and they were like, yes. Hey, that has the character keyword. Now a lot
1: of keywords. Were like, added. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So a lot of that kind of stuff where it was like, like everyone knew that Gazgall can't, wasn't supposed to be able to fit in a truck, but they didn't have the line that said he wasn't supposed to go in a truck. So then they added it. Gazgall
1: cannot go in. The truck. I, th- I think yeah. what this was doing was just making it very clear. Cause some people try to interpret things, which are clearly, I mean, I don't want to use this, but seem very obvious are not supposed to be interpreted you're, that way. Yeah, you're looking at intent versus exactly. Rules written. So now they're like trying to make it a little bit more um, <laughs> bulletproof. This is yeah, the they're, way they're it trying
0: is. to clarify intent and get things as close to rules as yeah. written as they can get it right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, me for you know, I got to say the Deathcore Crieg. They made it very clear how the medikit kit works for those the infantry squads, which makes me very happy. You know, it's exactly how I've been playing it. Is what I expected it to be. Uh, But now it's very uh, clear and not something you can argue. Let's talk about some pre orders that are going up uh, for sale this weekend. We've got Warcry Crypt of Blood. This is the starter set for the new Warcry edition. This has got Stormcast in there and they're fighting the Flesh Eater Quartz. Now, this, this, yeah, right? This is also, this has got a few um, terrain pieces, but this is actually a pretty inexpensive starter set compared to previous Warcry starter sets. Uh, You get two full uh, teams, You, you get some terrain, you get the mat, you get everything you need. It's significantly cheaper than the previous ones. The best part, though, is these flesh eater courts. This was the kit that was released. ah, oh, Jeez, a while back that sold out basically like immediately. It's the really sweet one with like the vampires, like the oh yeah, vamp- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you know but... what I'm talking about, right? There's like one with like vampire, like he looks like a gargoyle with wings, and uh, one's yep. got like a mace and stuff. This is the coolest set they've had yet, and and it's kind of cool that it's now in the starter set. So, so yeah, uh, definitely worth picking up, even if you don't like warcry, you just want those those models. Uh, I. Mm-hmm have no reason to to, to to paint vampires. I don't even like vampires. I'm kind of like, I just don't like the evil dead. That's not my thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm totally scooping those up because I see the conversion opportunities. Even like Eldar, like one of those could be like, a, I, don't, I don't know, there's options. There's so many options with these. There's a lot of conversion fodder there. Oh, we have a special call out, The End and the Death by Dan Abnett. Uh, this is the first book in the final series for the Horus Heresy. Uh, this is the story of chaos preaching into the Imperial Palace. Is this book is this is this is this book's going up for reorder? Maybe uh, calling a friend. Yeah, that,
0: that would be Nikki D. I didn't put <laughs> that in there. Yeah, Nikki D picking up
2: the phone. Yes, yeah, so one Dan Dan Abnett is probably for most people like a top 3.
1: He's the my author of all the Gaunt's author. Ghost series, Eisenhorn. I, yeah. yeah, one. I think he's a fantastic writer. One of my one of my personal favorites.
2: But then this is this is the beginning of sort of a mini series that is the end for the Horus Heresy novels. So I know it, uh, I know a lot of folks are really really looking forward to that book. Um, I don't read a lot. I pick and choose my Horus Heresy books here and there, mostly based on if there's chapters that I like, space marine chapters or legions that I like. I may be picking this one up uh, just because it's a pretty pivotal uh, storyline or or finish for my beloved Blood Angels. So we'll see. We'll see about that.
1: So, so to be clear, because I am, I am kind of confused here. Is this so? This is not the Siege of Terra. This is basically just the Horus Heresy, kind of catching up to the Siege of Terra series. Is that is that where this is falling in place? It it is. It's
2: part of the Horus Heresy, but specifically Siege Siege of Terra.
1: Okay, gotcha, 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 it, gotcha.
2: Into there. Uh, hey, and Disflux yeah. is saying that uh, he asked Disflux, he or she or they uh, specifically <laughs> asked for no Horus Heresy spoilers. They don't, they don't want to know how it ends. Yeah, I, I told him.
1: No him Orcs win. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Almost we are a spoiler-free one. podcast. Hey, Nikki, you're here now. Let's take us... Uh, you got to take us into the nerd news, right, man? Like, that's that's your area of expertise besides all things Space Marine and, and I guess, demons too. But nerd news, man. I know you're feeling a little sick. You've been watching some stuff. What 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 have you seen? What's going on?
2: Yes. Well, first, I want to note a follow-up from last week's show. On last week's show, uh, Kicker, you brought up Ahsoka, the Star Wars series. Yeah. Plus, it is coming out August 23rd, and there's going to be two episodes on release date, so... Want to confirm that for everybody? There was a new trailer released uh, last week. I think it's called Dark Jedi is the name of that new trailer. Highly recommend checking it out. Looks fantastic. And then aside from that, big news, big thing coming out tomorrow. Season three, volume two of The Witcher. It is the end of the Henry Cavill run as the witcher folks so if you i I just finished season three volume one actually about two hours before the show um kicker you talked about it previously that it wasn't your favorite and i kind of agree but i think it sets up volume two volume two to be really action-packed which is when henry cavill as the witcher is at his best so are are, are you going to be following up and watching season two finishing out the, the the cavill run guys
1: you have to. I mean, I'm committed to this storyline even though I'm kind of lost and don't really understand everything that's going on. I'm committed. I know Seth, you didn't you didn't really care so much, right? Like two episodes into season yeah, 3, It yeah, was like, eh, "Seth failed out funny. early." Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, Sorry, uh, chat. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> chat. Uh, we, we got anything else we need to keep our eyes open for, Nick?
2: The other item, the the Marvel's trailer, Disney, that also came out last week. I'm I'm looking forward to that um it's i'm looking forward to it cuz it's it's some of the superheroes and characters i just don't know as much about so i'm not going in with a lot of preconceived notions and i think that is what makes it really exciting to me almost like when you know guardians of the galaxy first came out right nobody knew what the heck a talking raccoon was going to be doing or what this movie was going to be about <laughs> yeah right now this is sort of a sequel to um to uh timis to marvel and to some of the other tv series but I'm excited for it, nonetheless. That movie's not coming out until November, I think, but go check out the trailer.
1: Sweet. sweet. All right, guys, let's hop into some event news. We're going to keep it short and sweet. The Las Vegas Open Room Block is finally going to be available next week. You know it. You'll love it. Yes, I I think we'll probably release it on Wednesday just so that we can talk about it first on our show. Uh, There will be a few different uh, options, which is really, really cool. This is the first time we've ever done this at any Frontline Gaming event. Your Room Block will have. Um, multiple choices you can choose a multiple more, tiers of more, room yeah multiple tiers we'll go into all the details when the room block goes live or mm-hmm. maybe a little bit before but basically you you have options which is always nice and socal we got to bring this up let's bring this up this is the brand new socal 2023 artwork yes you know it you love it it's an and it's orc. a
2: surfing orc. <laughs>
1: it's a surfing orc done by none other than good boy himself guys now, you, you, those astute frontline gaming, you know, event goers may know that this is an orc. We did an orc earlier this year for the Rocky Mountain Open. We don't like to like double up on on, on Xenos races and, and whatnot. We want to keep it, you know, we want to spread it all around, you know, try things different. But SoCal for the past two years has been won by orc players, so we felt <sighs> that it was necessary to make this third year. Uh, of the socal open uh possibly and or not the third year ever of the socal open but the third year in a row let's let's get let's do an orc as a logo let's see if they're gonna pull it off as a, a third time in a row steph i mean do you think orcs have a chance at actually i mean if i buy a ticket i guess event? you know yeah you, orcs have a chance I, okay 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 but but orcs don't <laughs> have a crazy um win percentage right look, now Let's look, settle down son all right, all get, right our all. time's coming. Our Your time's, time's coming. coming. Anyway, it's a cool piece of artwork. Check it out if you're watching our show. If not, uh stay tuned. We'll be posting this online and tickets should be going live in the next week or two for the SoCal Open, which will take place over October. I want to say 22nd and 20 uh, 21st and 22nd. All right. Guys, Signals Shorts, Nick, you're up.
2: All right, I had to click the button so I could get back into things here. This week, if you don't know, and based on the name for our uh, show tonight, Carcaradon's Week, I don't know, that's probably how you pronounce it. But, uh, <laughs> no one knows. Week, folks. Yeah, yeah, it, they're, they're one of those other chapters. Uh, it is Shark Week. So in honor of Shark Week, uh, I'm going to ask a question about something that sharks are very famous for, and that's biting things. So, Kraft and Kicker, what 40k Xenos... Man, CDs this is a
0: stretch, but I'm here for it. <laughs> what 40k xeno species do you least want to be bitten by easy gene sealer cult. like isn't like the oh. patriarchs kiss like where he gives like oh. a person some like dna and then they become gene stealers isn't that a thing
1: yeah 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 that that oh. that that, that, that's good. I was actually going to go with a squig because I'm pretty sure a squig can't control itself. It would continue to eat you whole. Like it wouldn't be just on What kind be... of
0: squig it is, Kicker?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not fluent if, in it's, if, if it's a I hair was... squig, you just got to go Is all. <laughs> all right. Well, apparently I need to read up on my squigs. Nikki D, what is the Zenos he you do not want to get bitten by? I'm going a different direction. I'm going a
2: drukari homunculus because if they're biting me, it's for some weird reason and they're going to take pleasure from my pain. And I don't want that at all. So drukari homunculus, I don't want to get bitten by them. I feel like, you know, if it's something like a squig or like some big Taran effects or something like that, I'm going to be done pretty quickly. The drukari is going to make that last a while. I don't want that. That's fair.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Very fair. That's very fair.
0: All right. Well, kicker. Yeah. There was this little thing called LSO that we were at this weekend. Uh you want to you want to tell people how it went?
1: So this was the Lone Star Open 2023. This is the third year we've done the Lone Star Open. It is our military appreciation event in Texas just outside of Dallas. It was tremendously successful. Uh you, you know, we had a you know, everyone that was there last year basically came, but then a lot more uh you know, people we had a couple. We had a couple flying from the UK, which was like, "Wow, is it was yeah. this becoming an international we, event?" We got,
0: we got blessed by a frequent viewer, uh, Joel Atkins. Here, yeah. He uh, he a, showed up with some snacks for you.
1: There's a photo right there. Yes, he did show up with some. Some I believe it was nutter, uh Nutty Buddy. Uh, cereal, it was glorious. Uh, Seth, you needed it because you were you were you know, really in the zone, <laughs> I hungry at one point there and <laughs> I was like, good. I need food kicker.
2: So, so Joel oh, God, Atkins is
1: a, is a listener of our show, and he 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 was fortunate enough to grace us with some beautiful cereal as well as his presence. We also had Mario. Mario showed me up. Uh, Mario out of Utah showed up with some cereal. I, I really appreciate that, guys. The, the cereal keeps us going. Uh, let's let's talk about Red Powell. He was there. Red and Patrick yep. is new number two. We had Goat Boy, the the artist that we you know we use all the artwork here. Uh, we have Dave and and, and, and Shauna, his wife. Yeah. Uh, and
0: I, I think I've got pictures in here of them oh, do, as well. do we have
1: a photo of you and, and Dave and Shauna? Yeah, yeah I think so, I put that in there. It was great seeing, it, you know, the, yeah, so, yeah, there, like, there go. we go. Look at those guys. Uh, it was wonderful. So, <laughs> Which is funny because
0: had- they live close. They live like not too far away from me, but we all had to fly to Texas to meet and play.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, just go across, halfway yeah. across the country. And then, oh, and-, and then Kicker,
0: you did say, you know, people coming from the UK, we got a picture here of uh, Robert Taylor and uh, his wife uh, who came over from the UK to say
1: hi to us. Yes, and, they, and they, I believe they brought you a gift, right, Seth? Yeah,
0: they they brought uh they brought some of the the uh, GW like uh, stamps uh, because the UK did the run of
1: stamps, so I got I got some stamps from them. That was feel cool. like we need some GW some GW stamps in the USA. You know, I think that'd be really yeah. nice. We'll talk to the postal service about it. We'll get right on it. So uh, we're going I'm gonna throw some of the things that really uh, you know I mean I enjoyed this this week, and yeah. one of the things I really enjoyed was my game with Joe. The, we, no. we had a meet and greet on Friday night. Yeah and uh you know normally i'm like talking to everyone (laughs) this time joe really wanted to play on stream it was his third game of 10th edition and guess what it was my third game of 10th edition neither one of us really knew what the hell we were doing on stream we had a lot of fun
0: and Uh, now i I need to interrupt your kicker because uh one save your damn voice um two uh joe i actually joe wanted me to do commentary but i was actually in the vanguard tactics workshop uh that evening but i want. Uh, our viewers to take a look at this picture and look at the shirt the Kicker's wearing <laughs> because it is the most absurd shirt I have ever seen this man wear at an event oh my uh, god this is
1: a sexy shirt It's uh, it's got
0: vultures on it I was so confused I yeah. was like we're here it's,
1: it's the Nixon. military
0: appreciation event we got all the Texas guys you know decked out to the nines in red white and blue you could have got eagles at least but you went with vultures
1: oh, well it's my only pearl snap texan you know western style shirt and yes it has some vultures on the, on the yeah it's All right. yeah i know a little ridiculous but I a so little wrong. yeah <laughs> a little ridiculous oh by, by the way yes chat joe did win he did beat me it was a close game but apparently he knows how to play primary and i have no idea how to score primary um, we should talk about maybe some of the more sensitive things because people yeah. have asked. There was an issue with a player that made it all the way, you know, undefeated till the sixth round uh, where, where he played. Now, it was determined. After the fact that he was playing with a, um, I guess, an illegal list, uh, as well as he was playing several rules incorrectly. Uh, You know, this player, it it, it is a shame that happened, especially when you get all the way, you know, going undefeated, you're going to have way more people scrutinize you, because I'm sure this being 10th edition, quite a few people were were stumbling through uh, some of the rules and whatnot. But this player did, you know, go undefeated, you know, and has kind of a, a history so we looked into it and 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 we approached the player and we he he fully admitted that he did play uh he 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 won that last game his sixth round unfairly he he admitted it because Mm -hmm. he was playing the rules incorrectly and he uh, volunteered to pull himself out of the event which has re readjusted some of the, the some of the rankings a little bit but not 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 too much um it, it, does, it does mean that his, his, his player that he played, uh, which was Noah, Noah ended up going, uh, would, would have come in second by, for that event, which is really, really, really impressive. Uh, Noah, can we talk about Noah's story? Because we're talking about Noah. Do we, do we have a, a... Yeah, I got a photo of Noah in there. We got a photo of Noah. So, so check this out, guys. Noah... Is from the Pacific Northwest. And he is a you know an avid frontline gaming event attendee. He, you know, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, he is a hobbyist in, in in all regards. Not only is he a good general, but he paints yeah. beautifully. Well he's
0: he's always about going uh, looking for best overall, and he actually has a,
1: a podcast called The Best Overall Show. Oh, geez. Yes, he does, yes, he does. Well, this guy uh, he, he, he works a pretty intense job, and he had to leave and asked his wife and kids to, to pack up his army. And they did a great job, except they forgot one of his models. Now, Noah is playing knights, so missing one of your knight models. That's well.
0: not a small. It's, not, it's yes. not a lone guardsman,
1: guys. Oh, So, so he showed up on, on Friday afternoon yep. uh, missing one of his models and approached me saying, what can I do? Well, the first thing we said is um, you're going to have to change your list because your list is not going to be accurate. If, if like we can find a, for, you know, we, there's no one that has a spare night just lying around, right? Yeah,
0: and even if there was a box of them in the. The shop they're usually like two in a box, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was an armature. It was an armature. it was an armature. So so he agreed to take the I believe I I, I don't don't quote me on this, but I believe he had to get take the yellow card just for having to change his list last minute, which was totally okay. He's a stand-up guy, he's not gonna have any mm-hmm. other infractions throughout the event. And then he went to our second hand shop and purchased a bunch of random, let's just call it what it is crap to, to he- the – he bought, what was it Lilith Hesperax and the, the Umbral assassin. Six, the
0: the special like Warhammer TV assassin uh, Vindicar? Yeah. Oh and
1: God. then Kit bashed that into a Calidus Assassin. He's doing this like late Friday night at the bar. Yeah, because those he times. already
0: attended the, the Vanguard Tactics Workshop. So he was yeah. in that till eight. Yeah. In fact, we were paired up to play like our, our practice game together. Um and then, yeah, he, he borrowed the paints from the, the Duncan Rhodes uh, Painting he, Academy. He, he borrowed their paints and then sat at the bar and... Kit bash this model and painted it in like two hours. And I think he
1: did some RBDs or whatever the low point, you know. Yeah. Low, low object, you know, base. But basically, he created the last bit of his list, uh, you know, that night, which was just amazing. On the Fly on the fly. This was not a list he'd play. He was not planning on taking this list to the event. He yeah. then proceeded to play this list and and go all the way to the sixth round undefeated. At that point, and 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 basically, you know, just an, an amazing story. The guy went from you know just a total uphill battle going all the way to the last round and and, and just destroying it i mean I was he knows really no quit that is knows. that is a good way to describe well it. and so if you see this guy you know give him a hug shake his hand buy him a drink because he is uh he is i, I believe indomitable just you just just yeah. went for it nonstop. so that was really a cool story that happened there we we, we, we you know we did have some some judge issues and questions because this is a new edition. This is the first major mm-hmm. tournament from almost the majority of the people of this tournament had never played a 10th edition tournament. I mean, the 10th edition is brand spanking new. So there's yeah. a lot of judge questions. You know, we did have more judges than normal, but still some people were like, hey, you, you, you know, they, they, they struggled. Seth, do, as a player, did you ever feel like you needed – you had a hard time finding a judge or anything? I mean, you were playing. I just yeah, I mean, I like
0: the, the we I had one judge question, and I just walked up to the table and asked him, yeah. um, which – I have to go on a small rant kicker, small rant. Do so it. it was like my round three, and it wasn't like a contentious question. It was like my opponent and I trying to learn the rules a little better. And it was, we were both playing tactical objectives, and the question came up of, you know how you discard a tactical objective at the end of your turn to get a CP? We wanted to know if it was at the end of either player turn or oh. just your turn. Yeah, And so we weren't sure. And because and, basically he had like a, a bad secondary and he was and my turn was getting done. And we were like, I wonder if you can discard it during my turn and get a CP versus wait till the start of your turn, draw it and then spend a CP to get another one. Um, so we weren't sure. And so I tried looking in the in Leviathan little paper pamphlet and I couldn't find it. <laughs> and so I went up to the and I went up and like, you know, all props to Kyle because I walked up and I was like, guys, I know this exists. I know this rule exists. I cannot find it in here at all. And Kyle immediately goes, it's in section 12 under beginning the battle. And I was like, what the, why is it in beginning the battle? Like I was very confused. Um, but yeah, so they, they definitely, uh, they were in central – kind of a central position, but it still was a big hall, and it was loud um, because we had all the other events there. So I, I certainly could understand some folks being uh, a little uh, unhappy with uh, just trying to get the judge's attention sometimes, um, but I, I, there never really felt like a point where you couldn't get a judge. It was just sometimes you would have to walk over to the table rather than yell from across the room. Um, ooh. We have a suggestion in chat from Kelsey, uh, the Noah Kitbash Challenge uh, at future events where you kit bash a character from the secondhand shop, and we have that as a separate painting competition.
1: Yes. No, don't, this, is a, this is definitely something we can do. I, I don't see a reason why we should. We, we could do this on the meet and greets. We could do this at LVO. Yes, I, I love this. Tell I them. would
0: say the one thing that we got to remember to do in that scenario is uh, I know the one thing that we were all trying to find for Noah last minute and we couldn't was primer. Oh uh, okay, cool, cool. So we'll that have was, to have primer on site. Yeah. We can do that. Because that was the one thing that didn't have at any of the paint booths and we didn't have any and randomly none of the hobby goblins had primer either. <laughs> Jeez. So, wow. so that's uh, the thing we'll have to remember. That's gonna
1: go in my my, my, my admin box right now, right yeah, next to all my paperwork. There we go. Boom. Uh so we had some other cool stuff that happened. Um but Let's talk about some of I guess the the interesting things that happened because some people did notice that Stephen Box came in there, he taught his yep. workshop, but after round one. He, he, he pulled himself out of the event and people wanted to know what was up. I don't feel comfortable giving all the specifics. I'm sure he can do that in his own terms, but he had a personal you know thing with his family and, and relationships and stuff and, and 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 basically a little like a, a mini crisis took place and he needed to uh, focus on that and at the end of the day, I think that's the right move. I mean we, yes, you can come from across the country, across the world to come to a tournament, but at the end of the day it's 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 not as important as family is so so helping out family is is probably the the better move and
0: and i talked to steven when this was happening because i wanted to help him out as best as we could um and his main concern you know he was doing everything he could to try to resolve this this kind of family crisis that was going on um but his main concern was just that he didn't want because he was constantly on his phone trying to to check in during his first round yeah during his first round and he just yeah. he felt like he wasn't giving his his opponents a good experience and he wasn't giving the game the attention, that the the opponents the attention that they deserved um so he felt that it was just better to to kind of step aside um like everything was resolved by that afternoon um everything's okay and and he was back to wander in the hall just kind of uh hanging out and uh, chatting with folks, and uh, I think he played a bunch of pickup games on Sunday. So he was still there, still hanging out. In fact, I think he was in Texas, but longer than the rest of us. Yeah. I think yeah. you and I were home before he even got out his play yeah. on Monday.
1: He got there the day before me and left the day after. I mean, geez, man, he was, he was there for a while. Uh, oh, oh, you, you know, I, I got to tell you, because some people did see this happen and asked. And during the event, I tried to make sure that people can focus on their game, not worry about all the craziness going in the background. During the Armada, so we had quite a few other game systems there. You know, we had 40K, of course, yeah. but Armada, X Wing, both of those were World's qualifiers, along with Legion, Star Wars Legion. They were all qualifiers for AMG's massive, you know, invitational kind of event. It's it's a super big deal for players in that game system, and um, and during the Armada event, it's extremely um, an intense. Um, people play Armada almost like you and. You, you might see how people would play chess. It's a very focused, intense game. And for this to be a, a world's qualifier for, for them, the players were, were pretty, um, you know, it was, it, it was tense. Uh, an ambulance had to be called because one of the players did, um, for lack of a better word, seize up and, and he became extremely pale and, and, and hit the floor. And I was called over to handle the situation by the TO of that particular game system and um you, you know a, a, after seeing that the player we did have a paramedic one of the one of the armada players was a paramedic and he immediately you know he's a doctor i'm not a doctor but he was diagnosing the person and talking with me and when it became clear that the player was not getting better uh i i had to make the call to make sure we got an ambulance there because you know that's not something that we can handle in in a, in a, in a tournament setting well, he, he needed to be taken care of the air on the side of caution there yes go. that is always my 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 goal uh I will be happy. I am happy to tell you the is fine. Everything's okay. You know, nothing uh, long-term. But yes, if you did see uh, the medical facility running through the hall, that was because uh, of, of a player for the of event who is now perfectly fine. Uh, good, can good we dear. talk about the setup team? Because that was a really yeah. good fact, yeah. too. So set up we had hobby goblins coming all the way from Florida many of them from Jacksonville Florida that was amazing set up was extremely fast but it wasn't cuz we just had the hobby goblins we also had this this team and I I I I have to say I'm very proud from Louisiana my home state just, this whole whole group of guys that, that showed up to help like go to work like they're like we are setting this up and and Louisiana doesn't really have a major event of their own so i guess mm-hmm. a lot of Louisiana Mississippi folk are, are considering this Texas event the Lone Star Open one of their own and and we had more Louisiana and Mississippi folks uh than we've ever had at the Lone Star Open and they all were like this is ours this yeah, is ours. I, I know a
0: lot of the folks in that area cuz i go down that way to play games and uh yeah a lot of them a lot of them traveled and showed up so that was
1: pretty yeah. cool to see everyone yeah. That was, I, I was, I, I, I'm getting goosebumps. I, I was just so proud to see my people, but to see my people at, at the Lone Star Open. So so that was, that was wonderful. Uh, Seth, did you notice the particularly unique uh, oval table with a white tablecloth in the middle yep. of the
0: hall? Yep, I I did. Uh, I actually... Um... I noticed that during uh, the, the Friday night workshop and I, I asked and Noah quickly informed me of what it was. Um, you want to tell everyone what that was, Kicker?
1: Yeah, guys. That's a, a – um, so the, the Lone Star Open is our military appreciation event and our judges are all are, – are Kyle and Steven, they're, they're, they're military and, and- – mm-hmm. Something that is very important is to really respect the the service members that can't be there because they're missing or prisoners of war and whatnot. And this is a POW table. This is a, a military tradition that is usually done in a, in, in cafeterias and whatnot. Uh, but we thought it would be very appropriate to have one at the, the, the hall. Basically, it's a table to honor those that cannot be with us. Um, and I am not military. Seth, you're not military. I believe Nikki D is not military either. Um, but I was really not sure... Um, how this was going to be received, and I'll tell you guys, um, it's so touching. Throughout the weekend, I had military guys, grown men, you know, come up to me. Some of them in tears, very emotional, just thanking us for doing that. That it's a very small gesture we did, and really, yeah. it's it's a table with some 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 uh, items on it as as well as the tablecloth and whatnot. But they were just like that meant. Uh, so much to them so so guys you know it's it's a, a very simple little thing we did but uh i was i was happy to to, to 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 do it and 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 have something that really resonated with the military personnel there that did not have some friend you know who didn't who who wish some of their friends could have been there with them so that was something that um i, I wanted to share because it's not something that's on the stream it's not something talked about yeah. but um you know the military i kicker appreci- i, I,
0: kick yeah. I yeah. did yeah. get a video of it that might be going up in a vlog on saturday okay. Okay, cool. I, I did get have Kyle explain what that okay, was because that was it was Kyle was the one that really took the initiative on that. So I wanted him to to kind of explain to everyone because this is a uh, LSO is a bit more unique event because it has that focus on on the military
1: aspect. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to, to kind of show what some of that was. And speaking about the military aspect, we did have service members literally from across the country coming Mm -hmm. in just for this event to play with their fellow service members. We had, you know, quite a few army, quite, you know, a good Marine turnout, Navy turnout, not as many Coast Guards, uh, but a good Air Force. They they still had like three, I think. Yeah, I think they had three players and then a fourth that was not huge, opted not to be, you know, representing in terms of his score being added to the final tally. But yeah, it was really a a cool uh, thing there. Oh, and I want to share my single favorite moment from the entire freaking weekend uh, this was the award ceremony um when we had to ask seth to to start off the ceremony and and seth basically started off by saying despite being the least qualified member here uh to do this i am the only one who still has his voice uh, seth you did an amazing job you your voice you kept it throughout the entire weekend I, I did off- not
0: walk the entire weekend because i kept uh i kept <laughs> having to do announcements for for the judge team
1: um and so i was like i'm gonna need my voice so i'm just gonna save it It was epic because myself. I mean, I I was I was I could barely talk, and the judges they were all so tired. You know, everyone had been talking a lot. You know, so Seth, you you saved our butts. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. You know, it's i sort of like I like getting up in front of people and talking kicker. You know, (laughs) because like like this thing right now. Yeah, this thing. (laughs) uh do you want to give us the results Seth? yeah yeah
0: so i have got the results here for 40k and kill team i did reach out to the rest of the events i just haven't gotten everything back from them yet so i might circle back next week and update you on those ones but uh let's start off with paint uh our number three uh best painted was jeff hill uh he's actually my my round six opponent uh his custodians looked awesome uh, it was uh it was funny because he has he, he has really different uh, color schemes for each squad um and there was one squad that was like black with like pinkish purple uh clothes and so then i uh decided that i was like those look kind of chaos to me and then i swear someone i was like just joking around and someone came up and was like i don't know man maybe they're like guarding like you know like the red light district of terra um so uh, we had some fun with that but his army looked awesome uh so i got the chance to kind of see that firsthand uh number two for paint was eric mullins with some chaos knights uh, they're always a great canvas, um, and then our number one up here on the screen, uh, Kevin Grubbs Ultramarines. Uh, he he did them as Fourth Company. That's that green accent you see on them. Uh, his his stuff always looks fantastic. Um, hopping on down to to overall. Um for our number three, uh, we got Noah Betum there in, in third place for overall. Uh number two was Robert Hopkins, and then our number one was Robert Moreland, pictured here with our lovely kicker uh during the <laughs> award ceremony. Um, and then everyone knows who our, who our best general was. Uh that was Ben Juric, uh running Eldar, uh, here sporting the, the Lone Star open chain sword. Um fun fact, he's uh, he's from uh Las Vegas. <laughs> and we give him this big chainsword. And I was like, good luck flying back with that. And he was like, uh, could I just put it on the truck and pick it up from you guys later? Um, so our our shout out to our road warrior, Mikey G. He uh took that chainsword and threw it in the truck and drove it back to Las Vegas. So uh we and we that gave-
1: chainsword is just that's it's the gorgeous best done. Like that is yeah. the coolest chainsword. So that yeah. was done by the Hobby Goblins for us. Big Bear 3D printed it, Hobby Goblins painted it and hobbied on it, and it is just it is I mean, like that is the coolest one we've done yet. Like it sets the bar extremely high for for what we're gonna see at LVO.
0: And then, and then it we had the side competition of the military branches, uh, yeah. and the Marines, uh, from my understanding, the score was, was quite handily in their favor. Yeah. Uh, and there's the, there's the group shot with the Marines. Uh, they're all hanging out having a good time. Um, you know, they, there might be a small, uh, elite force, but they get the job done. Yeah. Uh, so congrats yeah. to, I think this is the second year in a row for it the Double dogs. It so, is. uh, you know, the, I'm. I'm not saying the other branches need to 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 try harder, but maybe do a little strategizing, guys. You know, maybe you know. Uh, I know Red's really into the strategy and tactics. Maybe he could organize his guides. I'm not oh, calling geez. you out on anything,
1: Red. Right, right there on the air, you're doing it. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And then uh, I did get a, a lot of good info from the kill team. Uh, to. Um, for our uh number three overall in terms of general uh that was alex salzar uh and he was running the the stalker kind band that yes. uh crew uh mercenary band. it looked really cool um number two was james maxwell also running a Far Stalker kind band yes. and then number one was drew powell uh running an intercession squad uh so that was pretty cool uh their best painted went to derek best uh using a void dancer troop uh of course we got pictures of that uh it seems like you know harlequins are a great canvas to to work on um gives you a lot of opportunity particularly particularly in the the, the kill team format cuz you can go really hardcore into making each one of these guys over the top cuz you don't have to paint you know 100 of them um and their best sports was larry pearson and i thought it was really appropriate what army he was playing for this week uh because this week is shark week and he was playing carcaradon themed uh intercessors so uh that looked pretty damn cool so i was super excited about that um but yeah lso overall uh great time um if folks want to kind of see more about what it was like and and check it out, I have the vlog on my my Seth the Mad Dog channel that'll be posted up uh, Saturday, so you can go check that out there and kind of come along for the experience and and see everything and get to to see Kicker running around uh, you know frantically at all hours trying to get things done, um, and and see a lot of our attendees there. So,
1: uh, uh, Seth, we got it. We got it. We got to talk about a little things on the other
0: channel. Yeah. So we, yep.
1: We got. Angry Joe, uh, right? Angry Joe's doing some good stuff. Yep,
0: Angry Joe. He uh, he did a, a kind of a one month retrospective on 10th Edition. They've been doing a lot of games. Uh, he called it the good, bad, and ugly of 10th Edition. So that was a, that was a good listen to to kind of go through and get there their thoughts they're kind of you know they're they're gamers they've been in the hobby for years but this is kind of their first full-fledged dive into to making uh, a big content push on it um so it's interesting to get some new perspectives there i always enjoy that um if you're interested in not 40k uh yavin base was at lso and streamed yeah. all the legion events so you can go back and watch that um i, I got a chance to to, to meet uh david uh there so that was pretty cool um and then if you're looking for for something maybe a little bit 40k but different um combat patrol uh is is alive and well on play on tabletop so that's a nice way to ease yourself into a new army particularly if you're trying something out new for 10th edition uh that's a great way to kind of jump in at a uh lower entry point and then build to your full-size army that maybe you take to an event
1: Hey guys! So this week on the community uh, poll, this is always posted in mm-hmm. the Frontline Gaming community group on Facebook. We asked a very important question because you know we're about a month in of tenth edition. We want to yeah. know is tenth edition faster, slower, or about the same in terms of game length? Uh, to, to you know and and i really thought everyone was just going to overwhelmingly say it was faster seems like 70% of the people are saying it's about the same 25% mm-hmm. say it is faster and 5% are saying it's slower so that it is okay so it's it's about the same with a a lean towards being faster which is really good because we want the game to go faster right we don't want this game to become a 6 hour game we want to ideally make it maybe Maybe two hours. Maybe we can make it a little less. Uh, Seth, what is your personal experience with 10th edition? Are you, Is it a faster game for you? My,
0: my games have been the same. Now, someone commented in chat, and I think it's a, a very relevant combat or comment. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Um, missions are, are kind of extremely variable now in terms of, of how they're played. Um, so like when I played, uh, we, round four was the ritual mission. Um, I can't remember the the exact letter it was, but it was ritual plus hidden or scrambler fields. And I was playing a demon opponent that was you know, jumping everywhere. That was like a we have to stop and think real hard about this for a minute kind of thing. Um, so that's that's definitely like one that I think, you know, on repeat play, I would get faster at, but it definitely was a slower game in that round. Um, So definitely the missions do have, have an effect there.
1: Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's also a learning curve. I mean, we played ninth edition for three years, right? So a lot of that was second nature. So, so let's give it a little time. I, I think in, in six months we'll probably be, uh, happy to see it going even faster so very cool uh seth do you do, do you want to i guess take us out do you have any final words yeah here this or? is i
0: we're, we're kind of wrapping it up i do we're, we're
1: trying to stay to our 45 minute time we're trying we're, here we're, we're, doing we're trying well. here look at this are we, on time? Um, are we on time?
0: i'm i'm just excited uh we, we're kind of uh here here at flg uh the team gets to kind of take a, a bit of a breather till october Right kicker?
1: No, I mean, I so 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 it's supposed to be a breather. Uh, I, I I guess uh, my my I, I should just be transparent with everyone. Uh, my wife is pregnant; we have baby number two coming uh, early September, and uh, so it's it's, it's not a really for like, the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 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 allowing us to have a little breather room for you guys, but I will be. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very yeah. much. Maybe and, not so much for you. The rest of us, we get to have a breather.
1: Is the term called nesting? Am I nesting? Is yeah, that you're nesting. I'm nesting. Running? I'm, nesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. like getting baby room ready and, yeah, and doing all, doing that, all stuff. that stuff. Uh, but but come October, we, no, we do have the Cruise Hammer in August, right? Yeah, the, we do. We tickets. have Cruise Hammer. Should, but that's all like locked up and done. You yeah, know, you right? should have your ticket by now because yeah. if you don't. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> um, tight. Yeah, right. And and of course, in October, we'll have SoCal. and and then And, and then we have a little bit of a lull before the big one LVO. Uh, but, yeah, no, guys, uh, Lone Star Open, this was a great way to to end at least uh, a li- a, this little section without events for, for us. Seth, what's your next big event, man? Do you have something on your – I, I don't really in? have
0: anything on the books. Uh, August for me is is some work travel. I know also some work travel for Nikki D. Um, so I might try to make it out to like a local RTT kind of thing, but um, – for me, it's it's I I, I guess I got to figure out my work schedule this is for the fall and and that, but uh yeah, not a whole lot going on for me. So um, I think that's about it for us for tonight, Kicker. So I'm gonna send this one to bed. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Night.